Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Fake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Okay, so I'm here in Barcelona at TechEd uh, Europe 2014. I'm here with Brian Jones, so thanks again and welcome back to the show, mate. Thank you very much. Great to be back on. How's the uh, conference been for you? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been a great great few days so far. A lot of, uh, a lot of really interesting people really excited about the stuff that we've been announcing. Yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty big conference center here. I mean, we've, we must have walked a fair clip, and unfortunately I forgot my pedometer thing, so I'm not getting my steps in like I should be. Yeah, it's spread out quite a bit, although uh, they've got a lot of nice little outdoor spaces here too, so there's little spots to stop and get back outside at least, which is nice. Yeah, it's um, it's beautiful and sunny today. I mean, for the time of the year, you wouldn't expect it to be be like this. So it's a uh, shame to be stuck in the <laughs> excuse me in the aircon. This. Yeah, yeah, it's a gorgeous city. So um, we had our session yesterday, and it went well. We did uh, <coughs> a bunch of demos. Uh, I think fourteen in total, right? I think you squeezed one in the last minute on me as well. So um, what did we talk about? What was all the kind of the the announcements that we've we've shipped um, from Redmond for specifically for this week? I guess. Yeah, there are a couple. There's there's kind of three big things that we went and talked about. Um, the first was just we really went and set out just what is our vision, where are we going? Uh, this is a thing where we're going to constantly be releasing new features. It's a lot different than the old the old model that we had, where we would ship about every three years, and so we'd have just just one big block of announcements that we go and make. Now we're updating the products re- pretty regularly, and so uh, we're going to try and do a better job of letting people see what the roadmap is and we'll probably make announcements about every six months about what are the set of things that we shipped uh, and then what are the things that are coming. The The key things that we, we covered were, one is just how people can go and extend our experiences, building extensions. This has just been the traditional way that people go and build solutions with Office is you go and write things like an add-in or an uh, FTC solution in SharePoint where you go and take our experiences, our UI, and you add your own custom logic, custom UI on top of that uh, just to go and really tailor how people go and use the product. Um, and so in that area, we talked a lot about what we've done with the uh, app model, the apps for Office, where you can go and extend the Office clients with HTML and JavaScript, um, and really talked about uh, some of the new things that we're doing there around letting people go and extend Office more at the O365 level, uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, the the second pillar that we really go and focus on is just around the APIs themselves and the data and services that we go and expose. Uh, and this one is a little bit newer for us because traditionally we'd always thought of APIs more in the context of how people would run inside of us, like if they were building an extension. But now we're really thinking more about, uh, hey, look, there's all these mobile apps that people are building. As you see BYOD and all of these devices coming to work, there's going to be this huge wave of mobile apps that are targeted at the enterprise and at productivity. And there's going to be a long tail of those, just like you see in the consumer space where you have kind of an app for everything. You have all these point solutions. We'll see the same thing for productivity. And so we really want to make sure that we provide a rich set of services that people can use when they're building those apps. So if that app has anything to do with like time management, for instance, it can just connect to Office 365 calendar APIs. Uh, If it's storing documents, it can go and use our files APIs. Uh, if it wants to know more about people and who they work with, it can use our contacts APIs. And so we're providing a bunch of APIs that these standalone apps can go and use uh, and leverage. 
Right, and with the, with those APIs, the I mean, we had those announced in preview in March at the SharePoint conference, but like the announcements this week was essentially that they're now production ready, general available. So, um, I mean, my experience, obviously, I kind of joined just after SPC and kind of witnessing this going on. There's a lot of teams involved in making that happen um, at the API endpoint level, like whether it's the exchange team that are kind of producing the calendar contacts, mail, um, sorry, calendar contacts and... Um, uh, files messages. and messages, yeah. But then there's the the SharePoint guys as well, and the OneDrive teams that are producing those for the from the files side. How you know how complex is that to kind of get that side of the house all in line? Because essentially the endpoints are all kind of OData standard; they're RESTful now. Um, you can basically call them just with an HTTP request, but not. We're not making you use certain DLLs to call into things like we used to with, say, the, the SharePoint CSOM library or um, the Exchange client APIs, EWS. So, like, what what was the drivers around that? Like, was that purely because you wanted to kind of open open them so that they were readily available to all, all developers? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, in fact, that kind of gets into the third pillar uh, that we talk about, which is all around just the open platform itself. Uh, we really focus on open technologies, we want to go and see like what are the things that people are using today, what are the platforms people are building on, and make sure that we're relevant uh, in those spaces. A lot, of, a lot of times, traditionally, office development has kind of been its own world. If you go and build for office, you're kind of building on the office stack, you're running inside the office runtime. Um, and we're really much going much more for this uh, services model, right? Much more loosely coupled where we say, hey, you can run your solution anywhere, and we'll just provide a set of RESTful endpoints you can go and connect to. We provide a set of experiences you can go and extend using HTML and JavaScript. And so given that theme, uh, as you mentioned, there's a bunch of, if you understand the organizational structure uh, of Office, right? There's a bunch of teams that are there. There's the Exchange team, the SharePoint team, uh, the Office-rich client teams. And so... We've gone and had us at these set of principles around open RESTful standards using OAuth for authentication, uh, working really closely with the Azure Active Directory team as the single source of truth for uh, app identity uh, and what are the sets of permissions that an application has. And so we've, we've gone and adopted those principles and then worked with each one of the, the teams within Office that own a workload like files or calendar or mail and designed a set of RESTful APIs that are consistent, have that single way of doing auth, are all RESTful, so that from a developer perspective, a third-party developer, you can show up and you don't need to worry about which uh, team you're coding against, essentially. You're just writing against the uh, Microsoft service platform and just using all of these open standards to connect to them. Yeah, and um, what's been really great, I think we've got a lot of, um, you know, people have been really impressed, I think, in terms of, the amount of documentation that we've got out, um, the amount of training video content and samples that we've shipped, um, like as we've launched it, like traditionally that wouldn't have been the case, right? We'd ship these things and then the doco would kind of roll in at a later stage. But something that I I found really, I was really impressed with was this this notion of when you're on the documentation pages now, we feel a lot more like um, other uh, third parties that build APIs. Like they, it, the way that we kind of document out the RESTful endpoints, but the, um, maybe you can talk about a little bit about the Try API and all the work that went into that and, and the reasons we've kind of driven that kind of sandboxing of, uh, of this documentation as well. Yeah, we, actually, we, did, we talked to a bunch of different partners. Um, as was, there's a big shift for us as we were focusing on these services where there are a lot of ISVs and folks that we were going to talk to that weren't traditionally 
uh, office developers. And so we went and talked to a lot of folks, got feedback on our documentation. Um, a lot of the docs that we'd had in the past had been, the way I thought of it was more that it was targeted at folks who had already made the decision that they were going to build on top of office and they wanted to spend a couple of weeks really going deep and understanding the full picture, um, which is super useful. But there's a lot of folks that these, these days and age, they just want to go and find out some information really quick and then move on, right? Uh, and if they can't figure out how to use your API in 10 minutes or so, they're just going to move on and look at other things that are available. Um, and so, for instance, like, I don't know if you've heard of Zapier. It's a, they're a web service that goes and does um, kind of service-to-service connections, kind of like If This Then That, um, where you can go and uh, pick a specific web service like Twitter and say, hey, if this thing happens inside of Twitter go and post something to Office 365, which was the thing that we were talking to them about. And they gave us a bunch of great feedback because they've gone and built out all of these different channels. So they've gone and integrated with a whole bunch of different web services. And so we talked to them and they kind of walked us through what they think is good for documentation, some of the things that they think make dark documentation much harder. And we've taken a big step in trying to make our documentation much more quickly consumable and also actionable so that right when, where you're reading the documentation on how to use a specific feature in the API, you can actually go and make a call right there from within the documentation. We have an, we have, we'll have the RESTful call right there. You can hit the try button. You can modify some of the parameters. You can even then go and pop that out into a coding environment, just still all in the browser, where you can really start to build up a uh, set of example calls and you can see the results. We've set up an Office 365 instance with a whole bunch of, of sample data in it and so all the calls go against that so you're really calling directly against the real services and seeing what the results are that you get back. Uh, and we've had a lot of great feedback. Like when you demoed that uh, yesterday, uh, the crowd was was really impressed. I could tell there was a lot of excitement around that. Um, and it's just the first step. So that's the thing that we're really hoping to get a lot of great feedback and we're going to we're actually going to really iterate on that pretty quickly uh, to continue to try and make that really fit what people want to see in terms of how they go and learn about the platform. Yeah, and I think um, the nice bit about doing that demo is it's so easy to just jump over in a browser, kind of you do the get, <coughs> excuse me, like the get messages or get calendar, and then I can go in and look at the response that comes back in JSON and like grab the GUID and then jump down to the next API endpoint, throw that GUID in and see like more detail information about that particular event. So... I get as a web developer, it's really easy to see exactly what you're getting back, and it answers, as you say, those questions really easily. On, um, you know, is this API going to be useful for the scenario that we're looking for, or you know, you know, the um, you know the endpoints available, the data's there, and and seeing it in context of real world data rather than, you know, looking at our more traditional. Here are all the properties, and here are the the parameters you can chuck in, and then really you have to run up the code to see and de- de- debug it in Visual Studio to see what kind of what's going to come back. Yeah, it used to be that the experience was like that in our documentation, say, step one, install SharePoint. Step two, install Visual Studio. And then that, there's a big, pretty big fall off between those two <laughs> steps, right? Uh, and so we really wanted to say, hey, look, you don't need to do any of those, right? Just you want to learn about how to go and make a REST call to send a message on a user's behalf. Here's the call you make, right? And here's you can go and try it out as opposed to having all of this config you got to do up front. And um, in, in addition to that, with the kind of the documentation and all that training that's available through dev.office.com, the third pillar that we kind of talk about is 
as well as having these restful interfaces is this kind of open platform and tooling and we made some pretty cool announcements this week um, and, and did some pretty hot demos I think around iOS and Android yeah. um, so what, what did we what did we ship in that environment yeah we actually we had uh, and these are actually out on GitHub we have an Android SDK that lets you go and work against the Office 365 APIs so if you're an Android developer um, obviously these things are all just REST so you could just make the RESTful calls yourself but if you want to go and have code in the native environment uh, we have the, an Android SDK and we also have the same now for iOS uh, so if you're an iOS developer so we did uh, Android SDK and iOS SDK and also uh, Xamarin and Cordova too so we've, we went and really focused on people building mobile apps and using office services to, cut, to power those mobile apps and that's really if you, if you were to sum up the big theme for this fall and the stuff that we're talking about it really is about these mobile apps that people build being backed by Office 365 and um, in addition to the iOS and Android SDKs, obviously we've taken the the Visual Studio tooling the, the, that you had the pre in preview, so you can go and get that from DevOffice.com as well in the Getting Started section, and that really kind of lights up a bunch of scenarios with ASP.NVC projects and Cordova and Xamarin for the multi device projects, and obviously with Windows Universal projects as well. Um, what do you, what, excuse me, what do you see as the value there? Um, I mean, for the existing developers that might not be using Office 365 right now, but they've already got existing products, like what's the scenario where these, this could be really useful for them? Yeah, so the, 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 given that theme, right, they said <laughs> that, that really we're focused on people building these mobile apps, uh, device apps that are backed by Office 365. Um, the shift in tooling has to occur there too, where it used to be that we would just, the main way that you would, use code against Office with Visual Studios, you'd start with an Office template. You'd go and say, essentially, the equivalent of file new, right? Start a new project based on this Office template. Um, but for mobile developers, most likely you already have some mobile app that you've built or that you are working on, and our focus is no longer about, hey, I want to build an Office mobile app. It's, I'm building a Windows Phone app or an iOS app, and I now want to go and connect that app to Office 365 services. And so the Visual Studio team just did an awesome job with their connected services where from any project, an MVC project, a Windows Phone project, I can just go right-click on the project, say add a connected service. I can specify the data I want to connect to. Like I can say I want to read, write calendar information or I want to be able to upload files to the user's OneDrive. I can specify which services I want to connect to. The tooling will then automatically take care of the registration in Azure Active Directory, deal with getting my app ID. Um, it's really it's really a powerful, nice, smooth experience for taking an app that you're working on and just really quickly connecting that thing to our services. Yeah, and um, I guess the, you know, the feedback already from the preview has been it's you know, very, very easy to kind of get going and um, the IntelliSense on the SharePoint client and the Exchange client.me dot messages or dot me dot files and being able to use the link syntax to actually make queries and stuff to those things is, is just a breeze to kind of demo for sure yeah, um, is, well I won't say it was too easy I yeah. want to take some credit for our awesome demos yesterday but um, it definitely makes it a lot easier kind of rather than hand rolling HTTP requests but I think the fact that you can do that now is, is, is pretty cool too and um, Rob Howard is on your team I haven't had on the show yet um, he did a great recording for the, uh, the Microsoft Virtual Academy training studio where he like essentially ran in Fiddler and demoed the whole kind of auth process of getting the access tokens and then using the discovery service to kind of get back all the endpoints that are available and then calling that endpoint and getting that data back. So um, definitely check out those uh, videos if you're interested in diving deeper. 
I still think for me, as much as like the, all that, what we've talked about is really exciting. I think the most compelling or the biggest change or I guess I'd say like a stake in the ground on our strategy for me personally is the uh, the facts with the my apps and the the app launcher um, now that was announced last week in terms of the my apps page and the app launcher and if you've got first release on it'll be rolling out to tenants uh, in shortly and then obviously later on we'll roll it out across all of the tenants um, maybe you want to talk a little bit about what that concept is and then what the developer story is on, on yeah. top of that yeah, definitely. So, for folks that haven't seen yet, there was a, we we announced, uh, like you said, a couple weeks ago, that uh, we we're going to change the navigation UI in Office 365. So, for folks that are already familiar, like it, there were a set of tabs, like for your OneDrive and for your mail and your calendar and your contacts, just the different workloads that were there in Office 365. And it didn't really scale that well having tabs because as we're going and onloading, onboarding new services like Power BI and things like that. Um, you quickly start to run out of space. And so the Office 365 team redesigned that UI to create what they call the app launcher, which is essentially a little button up in the top left that you click on, and then you have a set of tiles that you can go and, and navigate to, and those tiles are for each app. Um, and uh, as soon as we had announced that a couple weeks ago, it was, it was awesome. We, we had a bunch of partners contact us right away saying, hey, how can I get my app inside of there? Um, and so uh, we were pretty excited about uh, TechEd coming because that's when we were going to announce that um, that, that is uh, customizable. So any third party can also go and build an app uh, that's registered in Azure AD. It's, it's essentially an app that's at the Office 365 level. Um, and so we've already had these extensions that you could have for like Word or you can have an extension that shows up inside of SharePoint like within a specific site. Uh, and now we've got the ability to go and also kind of declare that your solution is kind of up one level and so it shows up there in that launcher. And so uh, we had a bunch of partners like Smartsheet and DocuSign and folks that are going and building apps where if you go and acquire their app, it, it can also show up there in that launcher. And so you can say, you can navigate between Mail, Calendar, Yammer, and also like Smartsheet or DocuSign or Zero, right? And so it's really a really cool experience for people to go and have their own third-party custom apps showing up as just part of their Office 365 experience. <clears throat> and like in terms of the configuration of that, it's really easy. Like if you're doing it from Visual Studio, the connected service is doing all that wiring for you. But if you can, you can actually do it manually. And um, part of the demos this week that um, Ricio is also in your team is doing with Doreen, where you go into the management portal inside Azure, go into the Active Directory and click on the Applications tab, and it lists all those applications that you've created. But you can easily just click Add, give it a name, upload an icon, and you'll get a client ID and generate a secret. And then just right there, you can declare, you know, I want read access to the calendar and, um, you know, like write access to the files API. And as soon as you've registered that, all you're doing on top of that is just giving it a URL of where, when you click on that icon in the My, My Apps page, where it's going to jump to. So <clears throat> it, it, it's a little bit different to how you would get a SharePoint hosted app or a SharePoint provider hosted app into a SharePoint site contents page. Um, and, and it leaves really less uh, knowledge of Visual Studio, I guess, to kind of get that plumbing mm -hmm. uh, together. So, <clears throat> personally, I'm really excited to see what vendors do. And it was, I mean, though the ones you've mentioned, like, um, you know, Smartsheets and um, DocuSign and K2 and Nintex and all those guys, like, we showed it to them. And then pretty much on that day, they'd wired up their web app, their existing web applications, um, and they were launching, taking that single sign-on and using Active Directory and then calling back into our API. So 
I think <clears throat> from an ISV perspective, it's really exciting. But also from an enterprise dev, like what what do you think is compelling there for like an organization who's in-house devving on, and using this stuff? Yeah, people have all sorts of LOB apps that they've got and built already, right? And so the idea that you can go and have that show up as a launchable experience for your end users right in the same spot where they're going and getting to their mail and calendar, it's really powerful. And as you are saying, the life cycle around that, the way that you go and declare those apps... There's nothing really office-specific about it. Uh, we're, we're really saying that Azure, Azure AD is the way you manage apps, you manage the lifecycle of apps. Uh, and then the way that your app integrates with Office is just like essentially a set of capabilities that you want to go and declare. Uh, and so your app's registered in Azure AD. Uh, if the user goes and consents to your app, then Azure AD stores that information. Uh, and once that happens, then your app shows up in the app launcher. If you've gone and declared that that's what you want to do, if you have a, nav- if you have a URL that that uh, you want it to, to navigate to when the user goes and clicks on the app. Right. We had a good question after that presentation, um, which was, well, hang on, this is using Azure Active Directory or Flow and you know, registration, but the SharePoint hosted and SharePoint provider hosted is using Azure Access Control Service ACS, which is a different different offflow. And so the question was, you know, is this another app model um and you answered it perfectly so do you want to repeat it for these guys so they can hear it too yeah no it's actually it's it is it was a great question uh, i was glad that someone asked it um so definitely not another op, another app model it really is just an evolution of what we had right so uh if you want to go if you have an existing sharepoint hosted provider hosted app the thing will just keep working as it does but then if you decide that you that for that app, you also want it to be able to have access to exchange data, call into calendars or call into mail or things like that. Then you need. It, then all you do is you go and have this uh, presence in Azure AD. You get your app ID, and then at that point, your app can then go and uh, and request that consent. And then the user, if the user goes and grants it, then now your app can go and call into that information, right? And so we'll see folks that have built, I think we'll see a number of folks that have built uh, SharePoint provider hosted apps that decide, I don't want this thing just to be tied at the site level. I really want it to be a thing that people can go and navigate to on its own independent of a specific site. So in that case, you may decide that you want it to show up as a tile. Or it may be that really that thing is only makes sense in the context of a site. And so you can keep, you just, the thing can keep running the way it is. Um, we're really going to have this where there are just a set of endpoints throughout the office system that you can go and extend, like a SharePoint site or Excel or Outlook. Um, but you can also go and kind of, what, we, what we've been referring to is have your app access multiple workloads. So it doesn't have to just be isolated to that specific extension point. It can go and access all of the things within the system. And um, when, we, when we talk about those extension points, <coughs> Being at that organizational level, I guess, is the visibility of the app is a lot higher than what it would be if it was like in a SharePoint site contents page. <clears throat> I remember when, like, when we were building them at Avpoint, people would like add the app, but then they'd forget which site they added it in. So this ability of kind of having it at the organization level is just def- definitely a lot better for discoverability, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Like, there, there's still going to be a ton of examples where the app really only makes sense in the context of that kind of site or group, right? Um, but there's a lot of ones where people had them where they were site-level apps that they that we would have ICVs come and ask us, hey, how do I go and have some bulk script to go and make sure my app gets added to every site, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, and so we realized, wow, that's, that's kind of broken. 
um, especially when we went and uh, we were demoing a feature that we were going to have for apps where an app can go and register for a file extension. So it can kind of behave just like our Word, Excel, PowerPoint online applications, right? So when you're in OneDrive, you can have files that use your extension, and when the user clicks on them, it'll go and launch your app instead of one of our apps. Well, that really doesn't feel right when that thing's isolated to a specific site, right? Like you want that to, you, what you really want is to say, I want to register for a file extension and any of those files show up, I want the system to know to go and call my app. And so that's where we just decided to do this work to say, all right, let's have a way that the app can go and declare that it really wants to be across the suite, not just tied to a specific site. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's I, the way I think of it is just like one more new capability. And I think that like the thing that's really exciting about this new cycle of just releasing more regularly is that we're going to keep adding more of these capabilities based on the feedback that we're getting from partners that are building stuff. Right. And um, in terms of the futures, like we have, you know, we did the the three core slides, which uh, the listeners are going to kind of be sick of probably within a few (laughs) months because we're going to be like throwing it down their necks, I guess. But from a vision perspective, what can we look forward to in addition to what we've announced this week? Like what are some of the core things that you think are going to really kind of blow people's minds away when when they think about building on top of Office 365? Yeah, so from the extensions point of view, extending our experiences, we're going to make sure that that model works everywhere that we run. So as we go and release Office on other devices, device types, platforms, we'll make sure that those extensions will go and run there. So that's a big thing. Uh, and that's it's a big investment for us. Uh, and we'll continue to go and, and show that out. We've added a lot of stuff to the uh, you know Word, Excel, and PowerPoint online, for instance, over the past six months or so. Um, we've got Office on the iPad, and so we're going and focusing on that for extensions. Um, and so we'll continue to do that. We'll also make sure that uh, we find new extension points inside of the suite. So files is a great example, right, where we're going to make it so that uh, if you build an app that's registered in Azure AD, you can also declare a file extension, and so then we'll know that to go and launch your app when a user goes and clicks on files of that type. That's a thing that that will come, you know, in the next uh, next couple quarters. Um, from the API perspective, man, we we just we're just scratching the surface right now in terms of the data that we go and expose in the Office 365 APIs: file, mail, calendar, contacts. Like we're going to go and look at things like giving you APIs that let you drill into the files, get at the contents within the files. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we've done with the office graph and the relationships that we have between the different objects um, and really exposing all of that kind of search type capabilities so that you can both traverse that and also go and inject your own information into it. Another big one that we're doing, uh, again, to this whole view of trying to make it feel like you're really just accessing a collection of services from Microsoft and you're not going to specifically to Exchange or to SharePoint is we're going to provide just a single URL that you can go against to get to all of the data. And so that was a thing that uh, you and I demoed yesterday um, that uh, we're hoping to start rolling out here again in the next few quarters where you just go to graph.microsoft.com and right from there you can go and get at the data for the user's mail, calendar contacts. And so the demo I showed was I just said graph.microsoft.com, whack me, whack files. And I got uh, JSON back that just showed the set of files that were in my OneDrive. And then I said whack me, whack events. And I got the set of meetings that were on my calendar. Um, it's not a, it's not a discovery service where you then get routed off to a different endpoint. You just stick with that one endpoint and you can get to all of the data. And so there's just one endpoint to auth against, right? It just, it's going to make it much, much easier for developers. It's what people would expect, right? Unless 
for folks that hadn't been along for the long journey that we've been on at Microsoft, where we have all of these different orgs that are building their own set of services, people that are new that are showing up, they would just expect, expect that there'd just be one endpoint that you would go against. Um, obviously, that's it's a bunch of work for us, but it's super critical, and that's a thing that we're really focused on. Um, and then for the third pillar around the... Uh, tooling and the open platform, we're just going to keep focusing on building rich SDKs around the platforms that people care about. Um, you know, we mainly focused on the mobile platforms this time around. We'll start to look at the web platforms that folks use, like SDKs around things like PHP and things like that, right? Uh, and also starting to look at the controls, like what are the controls that people want us to provide? So if you're connecting to uh, files and using the files API, you probably want a file picker control to, so that you can, so that the users can go and specify what file they want opened, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's cool. It's going to keep us all very, very busy, I guess, in terms of how we're going to communicate it. But so I think, you know, one thing to definitely take away is those pillars that we talk about in, in terms of the, the first one being kind of extended office everywhere, the second one really being about kind of connecting to our APIs, and then the third one about re- the reality of it being an open platform for, for any web developer or mobile developer to kind of build against build against Office 365 as well so um, we'd love any questions on the Yammer network for Brian and his team if there's anything you think um, we, we should be working on or improving I think it's a lot to take on so definitely once the Tech Ed uh, Europe videos that from the recordings of these sessions we've done this week are available on Channel 9 we'll certainly kind of broadcast those on dev.office.com slash training so you can go and watch all those amazing demos we yeah, did yesterday yeah they're, um, they're great and also yeah. I think you're going to record each demo right as a, as a more snackable consumable thing too right? yeah so we're going to YouTube them up we're going to get them on there and go, go a bit viral with the social side of those things and um that's going to be my task when I get home next week, I think. Okay. This, this week has been a little bit crazy, Brian. So, you know, just give me a little bit of a breather. All right. So we're more like a couple of weeks after that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll happen next week. Okay. We, we have the, uh, the MVPs in town on um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So <clears throat> we'll be in meetings with those guys, presenting to them some of the kind of futures under our NDA program. And um, I'm sure they'll be giving us a bunch of feedback on what we've done. So we'll all be like super pumped this week and then I'm sure the MVPs will come back with a bunch of like you're on crack you're not listening and this is what we really want um, so that should be fun next week with all your teams kind of taking on that feedback and having those discussions so yeah I know it's always an exciting time of the year the team's always pumped when the MVPs come yeah, out like there's a uh, lot of great I mean it's it's there's some really amazing depth of knowledge around the platform and the scenarios and it's it's my first time being on the other side too Oh yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. It's, You'll uh, enjoy it. It's it'll, it's a great week. Wearing the Microsoft logo rather than kind of standing on the side frying the the custard pies at you guys, I guess. Nice, yeah. <laughs> That's great. You'll have fun. <laughs> it's fun from it's fun from that. It's fun from our side too. <laughs> um, and so, where are you next? What's your? I mean, this event's happening at the moment, and then you're heading back to Redmond. <clears throat> got, any, got any more events you're going to be speaking at in the future around this stuff? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, next week I'm actually going to be, so I'll be at the MVP Summit for the beginning and then I'm going to visit the uh, the marketplace, the office store team. That's They're based out of Dublin. So I'll be in Dublin for a bit of next week meeting with the store team, just talking about the future of the office store, um, how we continue to evolve that, make it a really clear, valuable kind of business, business-focused store. Um, and then I think that... Uh, I think that we're probably going to, you and I and uh, the rest of the team are probably going to be pretty busy over the next few months just helping to kind of explain and provide information around all of the things that we just announced, right? Like, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a ton of stuff that we covered. Like, uh, I was talking to a bunch of folks after our talk, uh, and they were just blown away by the list of things that have just <laughs> yeah. been done in the past the past six months, right? And so... 
I think as always, it's kind of a, it was a fire hose of information. And I think that as people start to realize, hey, here's what these things mean, we'll probably need to go and figure out the right way of like, I don't know, blogging or just trying to be more clear about, hey, here's the, here's the purpose of this piece of the API and really trying to gather that feedback and, and figure out, you know, what are the, what are the next course things that we go and work on? Yeah, and the, um, the content publishing team, CPUB, we call them internally, <clears throat> they've bit out a ton of Docker to ship right now, but they're also there's a code samples team that's set up by Andrew Byrne who's got some great samples coming out that you kind of really easy to digest, seeing exactly how this code is running across a variety of different Visual Studio platform projects and also other platform types as well. So kind of looking forward to seeing all that stuff ship too and um, you know we've got kind of Ricardo is down here this week on the booth kind of helping answer all the questions and I saw him this morning and he was just like man the questions are, you know we just didn't think people would be thinking up like how they're going to use these things so it's going to be exciting to see what other people start building and blogging once the dust settles and these guys start playing with these things I, I did notice um, I think even Andrew Connell obviously an MVP and Thorsten Hans um, they've blogged already since the announcements yesterday and started playing with it so it's going to be good to see what the community kind of thinks and how they they explain this stuff as well to the rest of the community. Yeah, that's by far the most fun piece of working on platform stuff is that uh, no matter what scenarios you think through and what you design the APIs and the platform for, the things that people go and do with it are always way cooler than anything you thought (laughs) that they would go and do. So it's great. Well, we're running up on the half hour, so I want to try and keep these keep these on time. But um, I really appreciate you sitting down with me. It's actually it's really nice being outside, but my voice has absolutely died from the aircon of this this conference. And every time I come to these shows, it destroys my voice. Um, so it's nice to be outside in the sun and go back into the horrible aircon aircon conference center for the rest of the day. Yeah, this um, is better than Vegas, where like you exit the conference center to go into a casino or something. Yeah, right? That's right. Never get outside. <laughs> yes, at least here we can get outside <laughs> and um, have a safe safe flight back to Redmond and uh, enjoy your trip to uh, Dublin. Definitely get some Guinness in while you're there. I'm imagining. Yes, I will. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> cool. no, I love it going out there. All right. Thanks very much, Ryan. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com WACDEV, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 technical network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.